0: And you're listening to the Independent News Hour on WBAI Radio in New York. I'm John Tarleton. Joe Biden begins his presidency at a moment when 45 million Americans collectively owe $1.7 trillion in student loan debt, or an average of about $35,000 per debtor. The federal government is the guarantor of most of that debt, and with one stroke of his pen, President Biden could erase it and give beleaguered former college students a chance to start their lives anew. So far, he has refused to do so, saying instead that he wants to reach a bipartisan deal with Republicans in Congress to erase $10,000 in student loan debts per debtor. In response to Biden's dithering, the Debt Collective has launched a campaign to pressure Biden over the first 100 days of his administration to go all in on student debt, student loan debt abolition. We are joined this evening by... Umi Hoke, Organizing Director of the Debt Collective and a student loan debtor herself, and by Astra Taylor, Documentary Filmmaker, Author, and Co-Founder of the Debt Collective. Umi and Astra, welcome to WBAI.
1: Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us.
0: Sure thing. So, Astra, can you start by telling us about the origins of the Debt Collective and what it has been able to accomplish uh, to date?
1: The Debt Collective is a union for debtors that has its roots in Occupy Wall Street. So if, it pains me almost to say that that's now 10 years ago. It's 2021. So that's we had Occupy in 2011. And what a lot of us discovered back then at Zuccotti Park was that a whole lot of us were attracted to that movement because we were in debt, right? Of course, there was the problem of underwater mortgages after the banking uh, sector collapsed and the banks got bailed out. We got sold out. But People had all sorts of personal debts. They had student loans. They had medical debts. They had credit card debts. And we felt that there was something to this that actually it it actually was a symptom of the way our economy was increasingly financialized. Right. So. Wages have stagnated since the 1970s and credit has filled the gap and we've been forced to debt finance basic needs. We've moved from a welfare state or an imperfect welfare state to a debt fair state, right? So we have to borrow to go to school. We have to borrow for our health care and we have to put our medical bills on our credit cards. So we decided to organize around this and had this vision of a debtor's union. What if debtors realized that their debts were actually a source of power we launched the first ever student debt strike with students of a predatory for-profit college chain, Corinthian Colleges, Inc., a huge for-profit college chain that served hundreds of thousands of students. These are megacorps uh, that take federal funding. They, they access federal student loan funding and bury students in debt, usually vulnerable students from uh, uh, immigrant backgrounds, first-generation students, veterans, single mothers, people of color, et cetera. They went on strike hundreds um joined the movement then thousands were able to dispute their debts through some legal tools we made and we ultimately ha- we ultimately helped win a billion dollars of debt cancellation and put uh, the idea of a student uh, that student loan could be canceled on the national agenda by showing it could be done and through our legal research with that campaign in 2015 2016 we identified this authority called Compromise and Settlement, which is the authority we are demanding that Joe Biden use to cancel student debt. So that is the center of the Biden Jubilee 100 campaign that um, uh, I'm supporting and that UMI is part of.
0: Yes. And uh, speaking of the 100 days campaign, uh, UMI, can you uh, tell us more about uh, the organizing that's uh, going into that and, and how you envision it uh, changing Biden's position of only wanting to pursue incremental debt relief? with the bipartisan support of the Republicans who don't really seem interested in providing any relief at all.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, as Astra mentioned, I am one of the Biden Jubilee 100s. So there are um, 100 of us who symbolically represent Joe Biden's first 100 days, which is when we're demanding that he makes um, this, uh, he takes these steps toward full cancellation of student loan debt. Um, and we are um, withholding our student debt payments. Um, we are taking a um, fierce um, economic decision to say that much like a militant strike, which is somehow the only ways um, that workers can raise their own wages, we're going to withhold our payments um, and make sure that um, people know how important this issue is. And Joe Biden hears from us in this pain um, and recognizes that this is the time when he needs to take swift action. and He needs to take it soon. And that action should actually be canceling all student loan debt. Um, So I personally owe over $70,000 in student loan debt, um, which I acquired um, doing my undergrad and graduate school. um, And I'm refusing to pay it alongside these hundreds of, this hundred other. And in total, we represent millions of dollars in student loan debt um, that's currently not being paid and won't be paid until Joe Biden does the right thing.
0: And and what would it mean for your life if if Biden uh, abolished the debt and, and you didn't have that hanging over you anymore?
2: It would be transformative. If Joe Biden were to cancel student loan debt, it would be transformative to my life and and not just my life, my family's as well. Um, And um, the 100 of us who are on debt strike, we've all shared on our website, the Biden Jubilee 100 website, what exactly student debt relief would mean for us and that cancellation, how it would change our lives. Um, And for so many, it would mean things like being able to buy homes, being able to start families, um, being able to um, take a career that we actually wanted to do and not just one that pays the bills, um, and being able to really thrive in our country and do things within our own community that we aren't able to do now. Um, One of the obvious reasons why Joe Biden should cancel student loan debt is because we could take that money and invest it in our communities and actually be able um, to support local businesses and be able to thrive um, ourselves and put that money back into our economy. Um, So The return on on him canceling the $1.7 trillion is billions of dollars that's actually going back into our country and going back into Families um, and um, and making people's
0: lives better, so a form of stimulus,
2: without question,
0: right? And uh, uh, Astra, someone who uh, really put debt in a fresh new light was David Graeber. Uh, his best-selling book from 2011, "Debt: The First Five Thousand Years," came out shortly before Occupy Wall Street uh, got going, and he argued that debt repayment wasn't so much about morality is about power relations as he describes in this uh, clip i think we're going to run here how debt is distributed has very little to do with fiscal responsibility it's mainly about power the wealthy have a million ways to wriggle out of debt the debt always gets passed off on those least able to pay so when the government runs a deficit creditors rich people again end up holding a lot of government bonds which pay quite low rates of interest The government taxes you to pay it off. All that's really happening when it runs a surplus is that same government takes that same debt and effectively transfers it directly to you as higher mortgage debt, payday loans, and so on, at much higher rates of interest. Yet, somehow, taxes never seem to go down. If the government balances its books, it makes it almost impossible for you to balance yours. Astra, your reaction to to David's... uh... A critique of, of debt and, and how we think about it.
1: Well, oh, it makes me miss my friend, David, David, you know, I know, you know, knew him as well. He actually recruited me into this effort, this offshoot at during the days of occupy wall street. And, you know, David was exactly right. It, Debt is a power relation, and it masquerades as a contract between two equals, right? So you imagine, well, you you signed on the dotted line at 17 to take out these student loans, right? This is your choice, so now you're on the hook, instead of looking at the broader social conditions. So one refrain that the debt collective likes to use is, you know, we are not in debt because we live beyond our means. We're in debt because we're denied the means to live. We have medical debt because there isn't universal health care. We have student loans because there isn't free public education. And so this we have to puncture this phony morality that exists around debt. And we also have to point out the double standard, which is one thing that David was getting to in that clip. Corporate debtors and rich debtors walk away from their debts all the time. The banks got bailed out. We got sold out. Or look what happened last year right after COVID hit. We saw incredibly generous subsidies of corporate debtors by the federal government. So corporate debtors got handouts, these over leveraged companies. They had taken on too much debt and given too much money to their shareholders and, you know, not invested in actual production or in their uh, improving the wages of their workers. And so the federal government helped them without batting an eye. And so we're saying, you know, it's a myth that debts can't be written down or canceled. We see it happening for the powerful, and it should happen for regular people. David also puts us in a historical context. There have been debtors' revolts that have pushed forward and helped advance the cause of democracy and equality through time. You know, and and what the debt collective is doing, and what the Corinthian 15 did, and now the Biden Jubilee 100 are doing is part of a long, you know, is part of this long tradition of debtors rising up and saying, you know, we can't pay. And we won't pay and we shouldn't have to pay because actually these debts are immoral to begin with. The immoral party is not the debtor. It's actually the creditor. It's actually the system that is creating this exploitative dynamic.
0: Mm. And uh, uh, Umi uh, or or Astra, uh, one question I have about this is, uh, do you foresee a a backlash if if, uh, student loan debt was written down or even entirely abolished? Uh, From people who either uh, would say I paid off my student loans or I worked my way through college or I gave up um, certain uh, pleasures in my life to save up money to send my children to college. For all the people who would feel like they played by the rules, uh, how do you see them uh, reacting to this if you all succeeded?
1: What do you think of me?
2: I think, um, I think that's a great question. I um, I really feel for those people who struggled so hard to pay off their student debt. Um, and um, through that struggle, they themselves must have seen as well how unfair that debt was. Um, and so I think the question for all into the future is how do we make higher education in this more affordable? How do we make it free? How do we move toward college for all and create a system where everyone can truly thrive and have the education that they want and need um, so that our country can continue into the future? We're in a crisis like no other. Um, and all of these increased student loan debts and all the other debts that people are struggling with are going to create problems that are going to outlast all of us. So what are the solutions that we're addressing together? Um, canceling all student loan debt is a way of taking us on that track toward college for all, toward actually building that fair system where everyone can actually um, enjoy education as a public good as it used to be. Um, so, I yeah I I think in response that is exact that w- that's what I would say and I th- I hope that they can see that by canceling student loan debt and working with us to make sure that we can actually make education a public good we can create a better country into the future.
1: I would add that I'm actually someone who paid off their student debt so when occupy came around and I was joining this nascent movement I had just defaulted on my student loans I was I had was really struggling economically and I'm not there anymore I I was you know worked and paid off my student loans. And I don't want anyone else to go through that. I mean, I think we don't, my opinion is, you know, future generations shouldn't suffer just because we've suffered. I think we also have to understand that it's not a personal benefit. So you all have mentioned that it's an economic stimulus of sorts. We'd also benefit from people being able to pursue the public interest, we'd actually benefit from doctors and lawyers and dentists getting their student loans canceled. I invoke those professions because that's often what the right says. They said, oh my gosh, what if a doctor gets their debt canceled? Well, that'd be great. Then they could serve uh, poor communities and be a general practitioner, right? Then a doctor, sorry, a lawyer could be a public defender instead of going into corporate law. So I think there would be all of these Benefits that we don't even have the tools to measure quantitatively. They would be qualitative benefits that I think would uh, redound through the broader society.
0: Great. And uh, Astra, you recently released a new documentary film uh, with The Intercept uh, called You Are Not Alone. And we we have here a a short clip of one of the debtors uh, you interviewed speaking
1: To me, it was more or less, even going to college was like a job. It was like, you got to go, you can't miss because you got to get this degree because this is how you're going to get, you know, further along in life. And in reality, that wasn't my reality. I mean, I did get the degree. I got the bachelor's. But at the end of the day, I had this two hundred plus dollars of student debt. So trying to go to a bank and get a a loan or mortgage, it was like, they're like, yeah, right. (laughs) Like, are you serious? Sometimes I think I made my situation worse off going to college, but that was the reason I I did it because I just wanted to make a better life for me and my kids. All
0: right. That was uh, one of the interviewees from uh, You Are Not Alone, uh, Astra Taylor's uh, latest uh, documentary. Uh, Astra, who are the debtors out there? and, And... Uh, How hard is it to get them involved with a campaign like this? There's a lot of shame around debt. Um, Obviously, a lot of people are are very stressed out in their lives. Uh, uh, Do you foresee being able to draw not just hundreds, but thousands or tens of thousands of people into this campaign?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I want to begin by saying that the voice people just heard was Pamela Hunt, and she was one of the Corinthian 15. She was one of the people in the original debt strike. So she had, indeed, $200,000 of debt, but she did get the – through our militant organizing and through our campaigning did get her private uh, get the student loans from the private for-profit college that she attended canceled so she had significant debt cancellation she has loans from other educational experiences so she's invested in our demand to cancel all student debt but she's an example actually of the fact that collective organizing works Debtors are hard to organize in some ways. So when you organize a traditional labor union, you meet people at the workplace, you share a factory floor, and you organize against the boss for higher wages or benefits. Debtors are dispersed. We we share an economic relationship, right? So we share a creditor, and that creditor can be a company or it can be the state in the case of many student loans, the advantage, I suppose, is that debt sticks to people. So it sticks to you if you lose your job, if you get a new job, if you go to school, if you retire. So debt has the stickiness. So we have to organize across distance. We have to find each other. But when we do, there is enormous uh, power to be tapped. And I, you know, I'm someone who thinks working people can't afford to leave power on the table. So I think we should have labor unions, tenant unions, debtors unions, all kinds of unions. Um, the debt collective is, uh, a, an organization that anyone can go online to debtcollective.org and join. And we're making the road by walking because this isn't a model that's existed before. That's why we brought the brilliant UMI on board as a full-time organizing director, not just as a, a a striker, but to help us figure this out because the sad thing is the majority of people are in debt. And I think you're exactly right to say shame's part of it. So first you need to realize you are not alone, right? This is not... Uh, you're not in a unique situation if you're suffering and stressed out because you can't uh, pay those bills at the end of the month. And, and that there's power in numbers. So we invite everyone to find us. And I think there's, there's, you know, right now we're in contact with, uh, you know, um, thousands of debtors and there's room for tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands more in our movement.
0: Great. And we have to go here in 15 seconds, but uh, uh, for anyone who's interested uh, is there a, a URL uh, someplace on the Internet people can go and, and find find you guys?
2: Absolutely. Check out debtcollective.org um, and uh, join the union, join the campaign, show your support. Um, and together we can win it.
0: All righty. Umi Hoke and Astra Taylor fighting for student debt abolition. Thank you so much for joining us this evening.